0: By the time they were safely under way, Foss had decided not to mention the thing he thought he'd seen fly over his head. He knew well enough the fog could play tricks with your eyes. He chose not to think about the— Whoops! he heard, and there was no point in worrying the lad. By the way, boy, he called to him instead, What's your name? Pip! the answer came back, like a drift of mist. I'm Pip! Pip! Chapter 2 Pip and Perfect The summer had been long and hot and full of biting insects, as only a marsh of several thousand square miles can produce, and Pip had been utterly miserable for most of it. The reason he felt so mouldy was simple. All the excitement of his adventure at Ely that Easter was in the past. There would never be anything like it again. That moment of triumph as he sang his solo in the most beautiful lady chapel in the world. What could ever better that? The hours of cold terror as he and the young King Arnold struggled to stay alive. When would he ever experience anything as heart-pounding and desperate again? Pip was back at Wicket for good, and though he loved his home he knew it was a place where only ordinary things happened he moped around the abbey with his own personal little black cloud over his head for weeks. Some of the brothers understood. They could remember what it was like to be Pip's age, and they did their best to keep him out of the way of the people like Prior Bennett, who couldn't. "'I bet Bennett was born old and nasty,' said Brother Paul, though he was ashamed of himself afterwards. The other person the brothers kept Pip away from during this time was Brother John, This wasn't because he was unpleasant. In fact, Brother John was so pleasant and cheerful and relentlessly good-humoured that they were afraid Pip might decide to kick him out of sheer irritation. "'I know. I've wanted to now and then,' they admitted to each other privately. "'He's a lovely man, but a little can be as good as a feast sometimes.'" So in the days and weeks that followed, instead of an Ely plot, there was a wicked conspiracy. Every time Prior Bennett's angry, bony figure came around a corner, somebody would grab Pip and give him something urgent to do. Brother Paul, who, in spite of having the strength of two other brothers put together in his wiry, scrawny-looking body, could not abide heights, had him re-roofing the outbuildings, after first cutting and bundling the reeds. Brother Barnard the cellarer was a small man with a large voice and a face almost the same colour as his curly russet hair from all those years of cooking for the Abbey at an open hearth. He was more than willing to have an assistant for a thousand jobs, from salting fish to smoking ham to brewing beer. And Pip's well-loved Abbot Michael doubled the time they spent together, encouraging and exhorting the boy in his lilting Welsh voice with his singing practice and his Latin lessons but it was only when Brother Gilbert, the infirmer, got his big, blunt hands on Pip that the conspiracy really started to succeed. Even when there were no sick people in the Abbey's tiny infirmary, there was always a lot of work to be done. Herbs and flowers and roots and barks needed to be dried and pounded and steeped and boiled, and made into pastes and decoctions and potions and poultices. It could be fiddly work, and mistakes didn't just mean the work needing to be done again. They could be definitely dangerous as well. Something benign and beneficial in one quantity or preparation could be lethal in another. Brother Gilbert was a good man and a good teacher who loved his work, but he was also an exacting master. Saints preserve us. Is this going to work? The brothers wondered. But it wasn't long before they found out. Brother Gilbert had just stepped out of the infirmary for a moment to fetch something. When he returned, he paused in the doorway, and a slow smile spread across his wide, frog-like face. He'd set Pip to grinding ginger in the mortar, and for the first time in a long while, the boy was humming at his work. The conspiracy was a success. Someone else who was pleased with Pip's new interest was perfect. She was a quite small gargoyle, made of stone in the shape of a dragon, with claws and wings, and a long tail and big eyes.